Welcome to Lombardi's Ball. The Green Bay Packers have won the Super Bowl. Does he have a vintage moment in? Gonna float it down the seam. Adams has it, and he's in. Touchdown, Packers. Second and six. Zadarius Smith. The beat goes on. Packer fans, welcome into the first ever edition of Lombardi's Bar. This is a spot for everything that Packer fans could possibly need: good food, cheap alcohol. And Green Bay Packers football. I'm your bartender, Dan Connick. Thanks for joining us on our inaugural run today. We're going to let uh, our bartender, our, our bar regulars in here now. First one joining us in Lombardi's bar today. It's the man, the myth, the legend himself, Jimmy Christensen. Jimmy, how you doing, bud? Man, Welcome we're finally, into Lombardi's bar. Oh, we're finally open, man. I'm super pumped right now. It's going to be fun. <laughs> Can't wait. Can't wait, and let's uh, we'll bring in Todd here as well. Todd Varney, our other bar regular. Todd, how's it going, man? I'm excited, guys. Let's get this going. Let's get it going. This is this is our cast of characters. This is this is what we're going to be rolling with on on most weeks as you join us here at Lombardi's Bar. Uh, but I mean, this is the first one ever, so we got to bring in a special guest, right? Like, well, of course, you got to you got to bring in got to bring in the cameo. And how about the Godfather himself? Jacob Westendorf. Jacob, man, how is it going? (laughs) I'm the godfather. I was trying to play the role, but it's going well. I'm just happy to be here. Excited uh, for what you guys got cooking and what you got on tap tonight. All right. Well, good. Yeah. Well, hey, let's uh, let's get a little bit of um, let's get some some background on all of us. This might be the first time that some of these Packer fans are are meeting us and learning about us. So uh, well, I'll start with myself. I, I, uh, I've been a Packer fan my entire life. I have really no professional background in or professionalism, professionalism whatsoever in any of this. Hey, he's a great bartender and he has a bow tie back off. But the, the bow tie was what got me the job. <laughs> See, I'm convinced that he just was dressed like that when he went to work today anyway. So this is normal for him. <laughs> Exactly. Uh, I, uh, I've been doing the pack a day podcast for, uh, the past two years with, uh, with Jacob there alongside him. And, uh, yeah, this is what led us to, led us to this point, all the, the broken road that led us here. Uh, Jimmy, why don't you tell the people about yourself? Yeah. Um, I started, well, normally I'm a teacher, but I started writing, uh, with cream city central probably that two years ago, scary, by the way, but I'm a te- I know. Yeah. Uh, I got to be careful just in case <laughs> random students fall onto the, all their honors YouTube. So I got to be careful. Not really, but uh, didn't say he was a good teacher. He just said he was a teacher. <laughs> yeah. I'm a, I'm a below average teacher. Um, and I started writing for cream city. I, I left there a few months ago. I joined Packer report um, writing for them. And then I'm on a game on Wisconsin with you, beautiful people and podcast doing this and all that stuff. Very nice. Todd, what about you? It's my first show. Uh, my first uh, job doing anything like this. I just ran my mouth enough until uh, finally got the attention of, of Jacob and Jason, and they they brought me on. To... So the first time you've been let out of mom's basement, right? Well, no, I'm still in mom's basement, actually. <laughs> she just broke into the studio before we started this and stole the keys. So I, I'm still living. I, I still have an apartment in Phoenix. So I'm not actually living with my mom, but I've been here for like two or three months now. Yeah. It's been an interesting story of Todd during quarantine. It's great. It's, it's my favorite. Yeah. But yeah. hey, we got a we got a comment that said, "Could I get a spotted cow?" But I just want to point out, I do have my uh, Packers cooler full of beer right now, so it's not spotted cow. But I got some MKE if you want some Joey the Jaguar. What a bar! You guys <laughs> let people bring in outside alcohol. You know, we're, we're all inclusive, man. We let people like you in here. What do you expect? <laughs> <laughs> Suppose I earned that one. <laughs> well, Jacob, tell us about tell us about you. Tell us about uh, yourself and and what led you to to bringing this group of uh, misfits together. 
Yeah. So originally uh, started with PackersTalk.com with Jersey Al and kind of started writing for him when I was in college and then went through a couple different things. I've written for FanRag Sports, which no longer exists. RIP, pour one out. Uh, so that's where that kind of started. And then I took some time off and then linked up with, with Paul Brettel. And I've been with Jason Perone on a podcast for about six years now. And uh, that kind of led us to start talking about a few different things and made uh, frenemies with Jimmy after a little while and started talking with Dan and everybody when uh, when we started with uh, the Pack-A-Day podcast. Dan, I think you and I have done one show together and I still have yet to meet you in Temecula, which I believe you asked me to fight you once. So I did. Yes, I that, did. That will happen one day. And then, um, yeah, we just kind of started talking and put some stuff together. And really, it was all dumb luck. I kind of fell into this great cast of characters plus Todd for everybody that I have. So um <laughs> I'm excited for everything to have started. We've had a really good first week and I'm really excited for this show. I think you guys have a lot of potential. So I wanted to be a part of opening night and I don't know if you can make cheesy bar quotes. I just wanted to go where everybody knew my name. Oh, <laughs> now how many Security. times have you fired Jimmy Security. now since you're being all sappy, but how many times have you fired Jimmy? Oh, 3,432. <laughs> and if Jimmy goes, I go three after today. Yeah. <laughs> He's been fired 344 times. Yeah. Hey man. I'm like, well, Jacob, we, we appreciate back. you. We appreciate you stopping by man. Cause this, this was the, this was the dream that you started for all of us. Mm -hmm. And so, like I said, the Godfather himself, Making an appearance, gracing our gracing the bar. And I made level. you all an offer you couldn't refuse, clearly. And that was yeah. being was, dressing was up like one. assholes on YouTube. Talking about that. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was, that was the offer I got. I hey, I'm not gonna lie, if if we're calling you the godfather and when I find if when we meet in person and you don't kiss me on the cheek, I'm gonna be so pissed. <laughs> that's that's next week so yeah. and we might Check. be getting tattoos together next week too. I know. <laughs> <laughs> so. I know. Follow, I, follow us I, on Twitter if you I want haven't, that. Yeah, I haven't told my I told my wife I was getting one. I haven't really broke the news to her when it is. <laughs> I figured well, out there when I can may, uh, It may or may not be a week from now, but I'm excited yeah. to see how that goes. We're about 48 hours away from our deadline, a little less than that. So we need yeah. about 120 more of you to decide to follow us. So at GameOnWI, go ahead and give us a follow, and Jimmy and I will have the GW logo tattooed on the body part of our choice. Yeah. Let's get that ink, yo. Let's get that ink. <laughs> well, Jacob, thank you, man. We appreciate you hanging out with us. You're gonna you're gonna take care of your your tab, right? Before you head out. What? What's that? Yeah. Oh, look, his ride's tab. here. Now he's got to just tab. run out on his hey, head. Sorry, guys. I gotta oh, listen. I gotta I gotta run. I gotta run out. I'll be right back. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. He's not coming back for that tab. <laughs> but for the Godfather, he gets a he gets a he yeah. gets a tab, right? Yeah. yeah. Ah. I only I only charge them like another five percent for dipping out. <laughs> Nothing too much. Well, boys, this is this is hey. our first one. This is this is so much fun. We've been, I mean, it's been like what two months that we've been trying to get this together and figure out what we we're going to be doing for this, and and now all of the all of the work is finally cul culminating in this. This is awesome. Yeah. yeah. And. I don't know what the best the best way I think to break up our first show or to do our first show here is to break down training camp starts tomorrow right or at least rookies report tomorrow Rookie, right? yeah, tomorrow that hasn't rookies changed come. since you know the last time I checked Twitter no it seems like every every time I'm on there it, it, the schedule is getting moved around again so rookies reporting tomorrow yes sir uh, the big news obviously in the last couple of days no preseason so really training camp is the only preseason action that we're going to have yeah. for, for any of these teams. So let me, let me start off just before we really kind of dive into the, the topics and stuff that we have, just your thoughts on the, the move to move or to cancel all of the preseason games for this season. What, what are you guys' thoughts on that? I think, I think it's the right choice for just the fact of like, there hasn't been able, they haven't been able to have like the OTAs and things like that and actually come together. So it makes sense from that standpoint. But then I just think of the players on the, the bubble of making the team or not. Like those are the ones that are going to take the hit. Roger barely plays in preseason anyways. Adams probably wouldn't have played much. Like that stuff isn't an issue. It's just the players that maybe they're going to their second or third year and they're kind of on that outs. Like this, those are the players that's going to hurt. Practice just became that much more important to them to really grab the, the coach's attention. So it, it makes sense, but at the same time, it just kind of sucks for those guys. 
Yeah, and it's not just, you know, having them, you know, not get that game experience, but also lowering the roster number down to 80. You know, that's 320 guys that that aren't going to be, you know, getting that shot. Uh, a lot of those undrafted free agents that, that are now sitting there kind of, you know, had had a, had a chance and now they don't. So that's yeah. tough. And, and, and with – and sorry, Jimmy, but with that roster cut down to 80, you know, the move was kind of made so that you could break out those teams into 20 – individual practice groups which is supposed to be you know kind of the the number to help uh you know social distance and and things like that so really like every single day not everybody's going to be practicing together which is just another thing and just to echo what jimmy said like it's definitely necessary if you're going to try and have a football season in the middle of this but it doesn't take away the fact that it kind of sucks yeah. <laughs> for everybody Absolutely. And you, like you guys mentioned, we're going down to 80 players and like probably the most likely players that are going to get that cut right away are the undrafted free agents, which you look at our team, Lane Taylor, undrafted free agent, Alan Lazard, undrafted free agent, Kumaro, the white knight himself. Like even in the past too, we've had Tremont, Sam, like there's people that undrafted free agents, they come in and they make an impact. And now we're going to probably lose 10 of them before they even have the chance. Yeah. Well, enough of the enough of the down talk, guys. Let's jump into what we want to talk about. We're going to break down uh, the preseason with a couple of different uh, couple of different ways. And the way we want to start off uh, Lombardi's bar here is the way we're going to start off or try to start off every single week that we're here. And we want to buy somebody around. Who are we buying around for, boys? As we enter into the start of the 2020 season, it can be for anything that happens. Ever since that infamous game in Santa Clara, anything up to that point? Uh, I have this one. My man in the comments, Big B, you're gonna like this one. I'm buying Jamal Williams, whatever he wants, and I'll even go top shelf for that man. Uh, I had the privilege of talking to him this off season, and one, he is the funniest human that I've ever met. And he, we talked about Ninja, besides Todd. Sorry, Todd. We Thank talked you. about Ninja Turtles, which I loved anime which hilarious we talked about gamecube and super mario smash bros so that right there a man crush is happening and then also just you see the work he's putting in with luke neal who's also a great human i talked with him and that man he's out there every day in the 110 degree weather just running up hills doing those cone drills saying he's he wants to take on jair alexander one-on-one routes like jamal is coming ready and i will buy him whatever he wants so all right. And see, this is why Jimmy's a pro, because I didn't even have to set him up to talk about his Jamal Williams interview. He just took it and, and ran. Hey, man, that's shameless self-promotion. <laughs> shameless self-promotion. <laughs> Todd, what about you? I'm going to do Aaron Rodgers. Uh, I didn't interview him recently. Just get that out there. Thanks, Jimmy. Um, <laughs> we should probably preference all of our next picks. Anything else we talk about is if we interview them or not. Yeah, because Jimmy's going to. He's yeah. talked to half the guys, I'm sure. Uh, between, you know, just the way that last season ended, uh, drafting Jordan love his personal life. I think Aaron probably just needs a nice glass of scotch. Just hang out, relax. I'm, I'm an ear, you know, cry my shoulder, vent to me, whatever you need. I got it. And, uh, let's focus on getting ready to go. I think I saw on Twitter, Rogers was like, man, I just wish I could talk to Todd right now. I'm really upset. I yeah, I've been Don't sliding in his DMs for like four years now, and I get nothing. <laughs> he must have him turned off or something. I don't know. His phone's probably broke. Yeah, probably dropped it. <laughs> well, Todd's buying one for Aaron Rodgers, but I'm gonna buy Jordan Love a drink, uh, just because it's the new cat in town, man. Like yeah. the new guys coming into town. He's he's not coming in under great circumstances. You know, everyone kind of hates him at this point. <laughs> so, you know, pull up a stool, man. You're welcome here in Green Bay. You know, you didn't do this. You know, nothing that you're you're getting is on purpose. You know, pull up pull up a chair, have a drink. Let's let's chat. Let's let's figure out what makes Jordan Love tick. You know, that's that's uh, I guess that's the Wisconsin in me. I'm not from Wisconsin, but. Yeah, I feel like that's the that's the Packer fan in me. Um, How about how about the other end of the spectrum? Yeah. Uh, Who needs to pay their tab here at Lombardi's Bar as we get started? 2020 season. Who has the most to prove? 
I mean, this this is the, the these topics are wide open. Whatever it is for you guys, however you want to take it. Who has the most to prove? Who needs to step up? Uh, what, however you want to go. Todd, why don't you kick us off for this one? Kevin King. Um, you know, he he had a decent season last year. Finally, was healthy for most of it. Uh, but I think he's got a lot to prove this year, coming into a contract year. You know, looking to get paid big bucks. And we really haven't seen it. Plus, he's always got that TJ Watt stigma that, you know, we we passed on on him to go for Kevin King. So he's he's got to make that point and uh, earn it. Jimmy? Uh, first, I got – Matt, that was a great comment. I saw that right <laughs> away before Dan brought that up. Packers, pay the man Kenny Clark. He is a – he pulled a bus. If you can pull a bus sitting down, first of all, and you don't have a $20 million contract a year, something's wrong. Uh, it's not pushing a Toyota Corolla, but it's something pretty pretty impressive. Um, my my person has to pay the tab. I'm I'm staying in the same position group. I'm actually gonna go with uh, with uh, Josh Jackson. Came in a couple years ago. He's a second round pick. Uh, I had high hopes for him. Led the NCAA in interceptions that season. His first season, he got 718 snaps, but when he was targeted. He allowed 106.1 uh, QBR rating to quarterbacks, and after this this past season, his his uh, snaps went down a lot. It went from 718 to 103, and his QBR allowance went up. So he actually allowed 143.7. I'm not knocking his talent. I still think he's incredibly talented. Uh, you're not a second round pick pick unless you have something there. But this is year to prove it. We have the slot position open. We might even move Jair there on certain position, certain plays where it leaves the outside open for you. If, if you're ready for a position, man, or playing time, this is the year. And that, and I, that drop ahead, off in snaps leads me. Do you think it's schematic? He's not a good fit or is it an attitude issue that, that made that significant drop or was it just Shannon Sullivan playing out of his mind? There, I really don't know. I, I'm gonna be sound like such a douche this podcast that I'm gonna be name you, dropping. You interviewed Shannon Sullivan. We know. I no, I wasn't even saying him. I talked with uh, I talked with Raven Green the other day, and he was he actually he was talking about Josh Jackson, saying like he's the most competitive person. He's in there every day working. So it, it doesn't seem like it's an an attitude thing. So it might be schematic or just. I don't know. I really don't know, but he should hopefully see the field this year. Can I point out that Jimmy says that he talks to people instead of interviews? Like you're making it sound like you just, you're like chatting with people, like, like just texting people randomly, like, uh, just like close with them. I'm not, I think really there's like, a distinction between the two. Okay. I should say interview, but I just don't like when I, when I interview them, there you go. I try to, I try to like make it more of a conversation. Like that way when I'm talking to Jamal, like we can talk about super smash bros and GameCube rather than like question, 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 question. You know what I mean? I feel you. I feel yeah. you. Yeah. But I, I, uh, I, I do have to admit this. It ties summers. I'm sure you're not going to watch this, but draft night, I may have had a few cervezas and I drunk text him at like nine 30 asking about the draft. No regrets. <laughs> he, he did an interview with me again after. So he obviously didn't mind too much, but <laughs> In, insert insert the swaggy p uh shoot your shot <clears throat> yeah hey, right that's there. the thing man i'd be bad at my job if i didn't but but jimmy you bring up josh jackson like and we talked about this in yeah. some of our other our other recordings like i literally have to be reminded once a game that josh jackson is still on that team and it's usually after he like misses a tackle or you know who's the guy that just gave up that pass oh it was josh jackson and that yeah. sucks because I was in the same boat with you. Like I had really high hopes about Josh Jackson and, you know, he was really hyped up those first couple of, uh, especially that first season when he was here and he just hasn't panned out. You're right. You, you hit yeah. it right on the head. Um, I, I want to say I was down on him from the start. Sure. He led the NCAA in interceptions. He played in the big 10 West and I badger fan through and through, but let's yeah. not act like there's a lot of good quarterback play in the West. That's a great hey, Micah Hyde came from Iowa. And I'll die for Micah Hyde. <laughs> that, 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 there's no joke okay. to that. Yeah, I'll no, die okay. for him. I love him. <laughs> Micah Hyde, if you're listening, we've got rid of Ted Thompson. You can come back, please. <laughs> hey, if he's coming back, bring back Casey Hayward while we're at it, man. Jeez, seriously. Like, don't 
don't you just wish that like those last couple of years of Ted Thompson, we have we had that like uh remember in like was it NFL or Madden like 06 or 07, you had like the rewind button where you could like reverse like a, a bad play that you just oh, did. I yeah. just reverse like the last two years, like two, three years of Ted Thompson's tenure because you just imagine that if, if Brian Gutekunst was there, you know, running running the money stuff like he does and was really in control that that you could have made a lot more work with with Shields, Hay, K, uh, Casey Hayward, yeah. uh, Micah Hyde, all of it. So uh, for mine, who needs to, to, to pay their tab? This one is a little bit more general. I'll get more Packers, but the NFL, you need to pay your tab. What the hell are we doing <laughs> that we're two weeks away from the start of preseason football and then you decide to cancel all of the games? And before that, you were just going to do two games. You literally had six months in the middle of a pandemic where you were at home doing nothing, where you could have just figured all of this out, or at least had it you know, worked out more. And now we're, it's, it's 11 o'clock before the paper is due, and, <laughs> and you're running in here, and it's, it's like SpongeBob. What I learned in boating school is, and we have nothing. We have absolutely nothing. We're just canceling all the games, and there's just no way that, like, there's no way that this is going to run smoothly. As they, as they get ready to start, there's absolutely no chance. So the NFL really needs to step up and pay the tab. But if I'm going to go Packers-wise, I'll go Christian Kirksey because uh, you could argue that that was the biggest free agent signing this year. Uh, yeah. And, it, it, and you know, it filled the position that everyone wanted to focus on the most, and that was middle linebacker. And the one thing that everyone knew about Christian Kirksey was that he was injury-prone. And so here you are, dude. You want to try and – you want to try on a make it deal? Let's make it. You know, like th- this is that's like the ultimate pay your tab. I feel like. No, for sure. Yeah. All right, let's get let's get a little bit more happy now. Let's get a little bit more happy. Let's. Uh, who's our surprise stars from training camp? Like we said, training camp starts up on Thursday with the rookies joining us. So we'll probably find you know one or two guys coming out of this rookie class that are really going to jump out and surprise us. But just overall in training camp. Who's a guy that is going to jump out for you as someone that could be, uh, you know, not even just a star, but somebody that could be the next like Alan Lazard this year? Who is it? Uh, for this one, I'll start with my. I have an offensive and defensive. Um, you cool if I offense first? Go bananas, I, kid. Oh, okay, Donkey Kong. Um, <laughs> I'm for offense. I'm going to pick uh, MVS. I I have high hopes in him. I know he was. He had a disappointing season last year. Uh, whenever you have videos of you training with Randy Moss, like there's going to be high hopes for you. He had really good games. He's had that game against the Broncos, the game against um, the Eagles. Like he had really productive games there, but he kind of just fell off with the rise of Alan Lazard. And I think, I think this year might be his year. He's since 2013, he's had six different head coaches from college to right now. This is his first time in the NFL where he's having the same coach and the same offense two years in a row. Um, that's huge, especially as co- someone coming into the league so new. Like you're developing into what an NFL player is, and you go into a coaching chain midseason, and then you get a new head coach who has a, a complicated offense. He's part of the Sean McVay, Kyle Shanahan group. Like the second year with him, like I, I really do think uh, MVS is gonna is gonna surprise a lot of people this year. Yeah, I do too. And, you know, you just look at the start of last year. A lot of people had Equiminius St. Brown penciled in as the number three and MVS at four. Well, with him going down, with Adams going down, and with Geronimo Allison doing next to nothing, I mean, MVS was matching up against number one corners. Second year in the league, and he was the number four. So, I mean, it makes sense that he kind of fell off the table there as as the season progressed. And then, luckily, Lazard stepped up and and kind of took some of those snaps as guys got healthy. Uh, but I think MVS will have a big year uh, as well. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna jump in and keep it running with the offense. I got Reggie Bagleton uh, mm. coming out of Canada. I don't know if you guys have watched tape on him. It looked like he was playing against junior high guys, which I know it's a CFL. Let's let's. You know. So it's basically junior high guys. Yeah. So <laughs> the one thing I hope we get the CFL version of him. One because he went nuts up there. But two, they have him listed at six two two oh five. We have him listed at six foot. So I, you know, not that six foot's a, a deal breaker for me, but six two is nice. Yeah, yeah. And you know what, Todd Todd brought up 
Begleton there. And he's kind of he kind of seems like one of those guys that Jimmy was talking about that could be one of those early cuts that you know kind of Absolutely. suffered from, from not having that that kind of offseason. And that kind of there's I mean, I'm sure there's gonna be stories all across the NFL this year about guys that you know could have been and you know maybe should have been if they had gotten the proper kind of time to develop in uh preseason games or a regular kind of kind of training camp and yeah hopefully reggie begleton can make it happen because he's he's an interesting prospect i like to see what he does uh for me for my offensive guy i'll go with uh i'll go with a rookie and i like uh john runyon um i think that there is opportunity there on the right side of that offensive line with uh you know wagner i just still don't know how i feel about that as, as the right tackle um and then Billy Turner just he he baffles me sometimes, you know, because he he's he has not played up to his to his paycheck yet, um, which is which is shocking because he he's done it before. We've seen what he can do, and and then also maybe I'm just I'm kind of swayed by Madden. But how is Homie a 64? Like how is Billy Turner a 64 in Madden? Like I know that he didn't have a great year, but 64 seems kind of out there for me. Uh, but he could, but both of those guys could be targets for, uh, you know, moving around or having a different guy jump in. And John Runyon's had a lot of talk here early on and he can kind of play both of those positions. And I, I think he, I mean, you don't draft three offensive linemen like that for them just to sit on the bench the entire time. One of those guys is going to be the future on, on yeah. that offensive line somewhere. So I like to see John Runyon, what he could do. What about defense? Hey, but real quick, before I pick my defensive person, sure. going off what you said, one player that I keep forgetting about too is Lane Taylor's coming back from an injury yeah. and he, he took yeah. a, a cheaper contract to stay with us. And last preseason they did things where uh, Elton Jenkins would play right guard and then <laughs> bow tie guy. And then um, Turner would turn, move to tackle. So there's, there's different things that they might try to switch up and try. And maybe with a little bit of a Rocky, cause there were high points with Billy Turner, but there also were some like, well, you should have made that play moments as well. So maybe they'll try him at right tackle, see what see what the hip hop is there. But I don't know. I'm interested to see. There's going to be a lot of good battles this training camp, and I'm I'm excited. To, I wish I could watch in person, but thanks a lot, COVID. But uh, we'll see. Oh, All but right, well, uh, take yeah. us yeah, take us on defense there. All right, douche moment. Uh, talk to Ty Summers. I'm going with him. Weird. Uh, <laughs> no, so I'm gonna I'm going with Ty. He's a freak athlete. He ran a four-five-one, which is faster than Jamal Williams, um, Aaron Jones, Devontae Adams. Like he's really fast. And one thing I really like about him is he, he grew up in Texas, played Texas high school football, which we know is probably this. I don't know. It's pretty much college at that point. He's saying he was saying he had stands with 11, 13,000 people in watching him play high school football. And he actually he played quarterback. So he's used to kind of commanding a team and linebacker, like communication is the biggest thing. Kenny Clark said the thing they want to focus on this offseason is communication on the defense. Ty Summer said his, his strongest suit is communication. Like there's a fit for him there. An athlete who can command a team and lead is what we need right now, especially having a linebacker. Okay. Where does Texas high school football rank on the CFL scale? Is it higher or lower? Oh, absolutely higher. <laughs> Unless you're Cameron Wake. I'm really sorry, Cameron Wake. Until fair. they make until they make a movie with Billy Bob Thornton about the CFL, it's always going to be Texas high school football above the CFL. Yeah. Well, that's how Jimmy's I, yeah. talking with Billy Bob Thornton tomorrow, probably. <laughs> yeah, hey guys. Look uh, at that in the works. Hey, if you guys want to talk tomorrow, I can't. I'm, I'm hanging out with Tom Cruise, and then uh, Aaron Rodgers and I are hanging out too, so I'm really sorry. <laughs> also, Aaron, I see your comment. Need a bucket. Yeah, I'm a <laughs> name dropping. Seriously, <laughs> though. Uh, I'm going to say linebacker, uh, Curtis Bolton. Uh, he he was having a great preseason last year before he got hurt. He again falls into that line, though, where he could be one of the guys that, you know, doesn't make the 80 now that they're cutting it down. Uh, but I think if he does, he's got a legitimate chance to to make the team and, and make some noise. Yeah. And uh, for me on defense, I am going to go – with uh, Kingsley Kiki, a guy that um, just is absolutely uh, could you could be a first ballot Hall of Famer just on name alone. With <laughs> Kiki. 
Um, but yeah, like we've been talking about trying to find a guy to put in there next to Kenny Clark, or at least find some kind of rotational help or do something. And, you know, we had, you know, you've got Rashawn Gary, you're throwing in there. Um, I'm blanking on the name of the, the new kid from, uh, from Oakland off the top of my head. Um, but uh, you've Hester? got, yes, yes. Um, and then, and then you've got uh, Kiki sitting there and I just can't imagine that that, that kid just doesn't have some kind of talent or, or something that he hasn't shown yet. Um, I, I, I just don't believe that. Uh, I, I've seen what he can do in college, and I'd like to see what he can do here. And so if I'm going to pick anybody, I'll pick someone there. Like I said, this is a position group on the defensive line that's desperate in need of of some kind of talent to step up. You know, the the spot is there for the taking, and I think Kingsley Kiki's got a shot to a shot to make it happen. Didn't we somebody all- say this week that he was the best pass rusher on the on the line? I don't know what you're talking about, but I think I read a tweet. I want to say it was yeah. Kenny Clark. I think it I might have been Kenny Clark. I don't know who interviewed him or anything, but yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, with part of it too, on the defense side, it's so hard for young players because Mike Pettin has such a complicated defense. Like yeah. it, it takes time and I'm guilty of this too. Like you expect so much from new players, but give them time to learn. And you're going to see who took this time with COVID and during this quarantine to really study the playbook, study film, because it's going to show early. I, th- I think even taking this to the next step, even more so, you're going to see who who was in the pantry and who was in the gym <laughs> during yeah. COVID, right? Because I know I where mean, I was. Yeah. <laughs> and sure as hell wasn't the gym. <laughs> um, the gym's closed, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> the joke doesn't work. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, like with without the – the, the OTAs and the, you know, the other things like that, like you don't have these guys in the same kind of condition, uh, conditional programs as they get ready to gear up for this, the start of the season. And so like even more so I think than than just straight playbook or communication and stuff like that, it's going to be even more interesting to see who kept themselves in, in somewhat shape, at least close enough shape to, to get started. I have to imagine that's got to be tough for the rookies, right? At least, well, maybe not AJ Dillon. A- no. AJ Dillon is—he's not human. No. Um, but yeah, I mean, the other—you know—the other guys. That's you're jumping in there. That's that's got to be got to be interesting. Well, if you stayed in the pantry, you might be cut. So let's talk about that. How about that? How's that for a segue? Surprise oh. cuts. Surprise cuts here as we start the preseason 2020. Who's the guy that? Uh, I don't know. You can, again, take this however you want. It, it can be a completely hot take cut or a guy that, um, I don't know, is in a position, however you want to play it. I, I, I want to hear what you have to say. Who you got, Todd? Well, like I said, I was uh, buying him around earlier. He had a rough off season. We brought in a new quarterback. <laughs> back. It's not Aaron Rodgers. I'm just about ready to <laughs> I was just going to kick myself off. It's fine. Uh, no, I think it's Mercedes Lewis. Uh, I, I like him. I think he's he's a good guy to have in there. Um, but we've got two third round tight ends now uh, and big Bob Tanyan. So it's, you know, it might be a guy that that's on that bubble. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, could could you argue that the most that Mercedes Lewis brings to this team is his veteran leadership at this point? Absolutely. Like, like not, I, I, and I don't want to say that as if I'm, I'm, I'm ragging on his talent because he's still a talented guy. And I think he can still play tight end in this league, but like father time is undefeated. He's getting close to the end there. And it's pretty noticeable that he's not kind of that same, you know, talent that we saw in, in previous seasons, you know, on different teams. And so with the talent that's behind him, to me, it kind of feels like Mercedes Lewis, his biggest contribution is just, being the a veteran guy in that locker room with a lot of young talent and a lot of guys that haven't had you know a starting role or had to be that guy yet and so that's where kind of Mercedes Lewis makes his coin right yeah especially in a year like this where it's a a shortened off season different looking camp just having a a veteran that can kind of pull those young guys together what up Eddie Lacy And, (laughs) (laughs) and you know help guide some of those young guys through I see. I I want to push back a little bit on that, just because he also, if you look at our tight end group, 
who's a better blocker than Mercedes Lewis? Like, if we want to be a run-heavy team, Mercedes Lewis seems like the tight end that you want. And then I mean, you had the Sternberger to be the passing threat. I mean, that's true, but I think that's that's you could argue that's part of the reason that they drafted Deguara was because yeah. he's supposed to kind of be the younger version of Mercedes Lewis, a younger, faster Mercedes Lewis. And yeah. so, yeah, I, I think I think if that's if that's the plan, and he pans out to be like that, I think I think Todd, you're you're right on the money there. That that could be one that he he uh, he's a late cut, or maybe if he's not even a late cut, I think you could at least see that if the, however the season progresses, that you could definitely see a, a decrease in snaps for Mercedes Lewis as yeah, the season absolutely. goes. On. Yeah, no, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Uh, all right. Going to, I'm going to the opposite side of the ball. I'm actually going to the D line. I'm going with Montrevious Adams. Uh, it might not be, it's not super surprising, but just looking at the the line that they have there with Clark, obviously the star, uh, Lowry, Lancaster, Kiki, uh, Hester, we just signed. Adams was supposed to be the, uh, the Petten said he was really impressed with them last season. His snap count went down from 212 to 187. So obviously, even though he was impressed, he didn't do enough to really earn a lot of spot or a lot of time on the field. And then he also had offseason trouble this year, getting busted with uh, with pot and stuff. Which obviously it's it's pot, but then so there's other things involved with it too. Um, but is that still illegal? Unfortunately, yeah. It's uh, Michigan. <laughs> ah, well, that's why it's only a five hour drive from Wisconsin. But that's <laughs> a different topic. <laughs> I'm a teacher. I don't do that. Um, don't do drugs, kids. Stay in school. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to go with Adams, man. I'm going to have time and a place for everything, and it's called college. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The old college try, as I said. <laughs> Sorry, but so are you, are, is that is all for Montrevious Adams? That's, yeah, yeah I just think, especially the signing of uh, the signing of Hester, I think there's just an odd man out, and I think it's Adams. All right. Well, I am going to go. With I think this is fairly surprising because I think this is a sexy name for for Packers fans to talk about for for things that they might want to see this year, and I, I think Tyler Irvin could be a surprise cut um, as we as we get the season started because you know from everything that we've seen, kind of the explanation for what happened with the draft, with drafting a running back and drafting a tight end in the third round and drafting a backup quarterback to Aaron Rodgers. It's that we're not focusing as much on the wide receiver group to be as explosive or to at least be as deep as, you know, it has been in the past or we've tried to have in the past. They want to run a lot more, you know, uh, uh, 21 and, uh, you know, heavier, heavier sets like 13. Like they're, they're, they want to run more of those sets where they're not relying on wide receivers. And you're probably going to only have maybe three out there at a time that there's a, pr- a pretty good chance you're only going to be seeing three wide receiver groups for a majority of snaps next year. And so it makes that wide receiver group just a little bit more tight. And he, his biggest contribution is obviously in the return game. So if he can make his name there, he can find a place on this team. I feel like, but you know, he could just be one of those, those casualties where if you found, you know, somebody else a, a backup cornerback or or someone else that's willing to to return kicks that isn't going to take up a spot for a wide receiver and you can give that spot to you know uh somebody else that's that's where you find these casualties like Tyler Irvin make their way it makes me so nervous for our punt return game it was so shitty last year it was bad so shitty. it was nice once he came in uh jump yeah. in the comments there Edwin cut loose inside Trey Trey Burton, we have all the info we need on Trubisky. No one needs my info on that. I asked. I asked a. I had a Bears fan try to step to me last week. You punched him right in the face. And well, it was it was socially distanced. It was on social media. I will say. I think we've got a couple Bears fans listening right now. FYI, so be nice. Uh, Yeah, for sure. Well, so tried tried to step to me. Take it back. I had I had to check them. I asked them if they were going to be able to create some kind of Frankenstein monster out of the tight ends that they have (laughs) and create one that was actually good enough to be a tight end in the NFL. And I was, I I got the reply of yes, it's possible they could, but he will be hurt in week number three and will be out for the rest of the year because bears. 
Um, <laughs> how about let's talk about? Oh, I'm I'm excited to talk about this. How about a rookie excitement? Because this rookie class, you could say, is probably the most polarizing out of any rookie class that we've had in a long time. And so, what's giving you guys the most excitement out of out of the rookies this year? Uh, Jimmy, why don't you kick us off? Uh, I feel like it's a just it's every the first round pick. I have to go with Jordan Love. We I was surprised. I can't lie. I was not the happiest human being when it happened. Like I was super confused. I just want to see what we have for the future. Obviously, we have Rodgers for a while, and if all works out, Rodgers come back comes back ridiculously great next season and keeps playing at a high level and we just do what the Patriots did and Jimmy Garoppolo him and trade him for a first round pick or whatever. But I just want to see what we have there. Like Andy Herman's been putting out, he had like the 12 thing he 12 things he's learned from Jordan or watching Jordan love. And I just, I just want to see what we have. I can't say that enough. Just why did we spend a first round pick on him? Andy, Andy Herman should have been, should have been flagged by Twitter for inappropriate content with some of that stuff that he put up about <laughs> Jordan love because Man, some of that was just too like not suitable for work. I, I was really <laughs> excited to see some of that stuff that that Andy Herman threw out there about uh, about Jordan Love. Todd, who are you excited about? Uh, I I just want to say I did when Jordan Love was initially drafted. I went pro COVID for a minute there. Oh, I, <laughs> And the show is done. See you guys later. <laughs> I I slept on it. I I you know backtracked the next day. Um, it. It made sense. I mean, who else was sitting there? I get it. We traded up for him. They liked the guy. Uh, it is what it is. I, I I like having him. I think it'll be a good thing. Like you said, we could Garoppolo him or you let him sit there and wait and he turns into a third Hall of Fame quarterback in a row. Would that be terrible? No, I wouldn't be upset. <laughs> um, rookie I'm excited for, A.J. Dillon. It, the guy's a beast. I mean, just insane. And I found a stat on Twitter from Cam Mailer last season, AJ Dillon had 240 attempts against an eight man front. Uh, The next highest was 145 in fourth place was Jonathan Taylor with 134. AJ AJ Dillon had 1,236 yards against that box and 823 were after contact. AJ or I keep messing the name up. Uh, Jonathan Taylor had 745 yards total. So he had more yards after contact in a stack box than Taylor did. That's insane. Okay. Let, let me ask you this question because, um, you know, I, I, I had the opportunity to break down the the running back class or at least like the top kind of running backs that came out of this draft for uh, the pack a day podcast over the summer. And like the biggest thing everybody talked about with Jonathan Taylor was the mileage that got put on him. And so if he's if he's facing, you know, even more than what Jonathan Taylor was, AJ Dillon is, does that give you any kind of pause about what uh what he could be doing this year or, or even just overall in his career? No, because I think it'll be splitting the load a lot, you know, moving forward. It's not like we're bringing him in to, to carry it 25, 30 times a game. We've still got uh Jamal back there. We've got AJ uh and Aaron Jones. So I mean you, you've got plenty of guys to carry the ball with him. Um, so I think that'll help keep some of his mileage as he breaks into the NFL down. Fair. Very fair. Um, and his stiff arm. His stiff. Who do you guys want to see him stiff arm? Oh, probably. We talked about this before, right? We yeah. had a kind of a, a BS session about who we wanted to, to yeah. see. And I think I picked, I think I picked uh, Nick Bosa. I think was yeah. was the one was the one that I took. I know Jacob will will appreciate that, but I'm I a Buckeye guy, man. But once you throw on that 49er gold, dead to me. Like I'm like Mr. Wonderful on, on Shark Tank. You're dead to me. Yeah. I wipe my hands of you, and I want to see AJ Dillon uh, remark the turf at Santa Clara with your face instead of that stupid flag. And then cleat him after too, as he's running over him. <laughs> right to the. It's a face mask. <laughs> yeah, perfect. What about you, Todd? I, who who is it? Who's who do you want to see him? Who do you want to see him stiff arm? Coil Mac. Yeah. Just set that tone with Chicago uh, right away. Just let him know, like, I'm a rookie and you're supposed to be good and uh take a seat. I, yeah. 
I've got nothing against Khalil. Uh, you know, it's not not like uh, Dan there hating a guy, uh, but I think that would just <laughs> sent sent a phenomenal message. I'm fueled on hatred. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I you got to go. I got to go with Big B right there. You said Anthony I'll Barr in the comment. Again. Yeah, Anthony Barr. Yeah, yeah. Anthony Barr, man. That that. Oh, that clip all the time of Anthony Barr hurting Aaron Rodgers. Just stiff arm him to the ground, give him the old Nadamik and Sue stomp, and just keep going. Yeah, I like that. Um, <clears throat> my rookie excitement is a uh, guy that I brought up before is Josiah DeGuara. I am excited about this kid. The more and more that I see him, he just he doesn't even just seem like a, a straight tight end. Like everything that everyone says is that they're going to just move him around to different places. He can do so many different things, and he just he he feels like one of those kind of like low floor, high ceiling kind of, or excuse me, uh, high floor, high ceiling. You know, like it, the the talent is there that it, it just seems like he's not going to not be able to come out and do something. And he, I mean this this was this is this was like Matt Lafleur's pick, like out of yeah. out of all the picks, like you know Jordan Love, yeah, that's for the future. AJ Dillon. He's an absolute animal. But Josiah DeGuara was a bit of a reach pick at number three, and it's because of the way that Matt LaFleur wants to run this offense, and that's with big, fast tight ends that can also block and do multiple things. He fits the system, and so I, I want to see what I want to see what he can do. I think he can. I think he'll uh, he'll be a great addition to it. I'm excited. Well, and to play off of that being LaFleur's pick, I mean, after trading the fourth round pick, they clearly didn't want to sit there all way, through the yeah. fourth round and, and through most of the fifth round for, hoping that he drops in a copycat league and seeing what the Niners did with Kyle Juszczyk last year. Like if that's how they envision him, all it would take is one other guy to go. Yeah. Okay. That's fine. We'll snag him. So that was another one that, that definitely had me baffled right away. And then once you looked at it and you're like, okay, I see it. Yeah. Yeah, Agreed. exactly. Um, so one last one is we, we kind of are starting to wind down the show here. Late editions. Who is the late addition in this 2020 season? And this one, I think you could you could make the case that this is the one that might be the most uh, impactful in this 2020 season because there's no way, there's no way that there is not an addition to any team this year that doesn't come in in, you know, week six, week 10 because of something to do with uh, with COVID that doesn't come in and make an immediate impact. So who is it for you guys? Who does it for this this team? Go ahead, Todd. Uh, I think we still need some lot, some help on the defensive line. Uh, Snacks Harrison, if the price is right, I'd love to see him come in. Or our very own Jimmy Christensen. I don't know if any of you guys saw his uh, scouting tape this that week. Was sexy, you know. How's can't be How's the bulk going? How's what? How's the bulk going? You the putting belt? on the weight? Bulk. Oh, the bulk. Oh, oh, yeah, I said belt. I like, the bulk. Hey, man. Just drinking beer and eating peanut butter out of the jar. Wouldn't be three hundred <laughs> pounds by next week. You're saying he's been Jimmy's been doing that for a couple of years now, but now yeah. it's for a purpose. Yeah, yeah, now now I have a reason to. <laughs> he's pushing Corollas. He's got the Dominican Sioux stomp. Yeah. What else do you need? NFL blitz. Yep. <laughs> yeah. He's set. Easy. Nice. <laughs> Sign this man. Yeah. <laughs> Goody, Goody, I know you're watching. Sign oh, yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. He'll text me in a little bit. I'm sure. Yeah. All right, Jimmy. What about you? Uh, for mine, I'm going to have to go with, uh, he's a, a former Packer, Jared, uh, Van Deer or Vel. Yeah. Uh, Jared Van Deer. I, he joined the team late last year after retiring, came out of retirement. And after Balaga got hurt, he came in and he did really well. And I think what we see from him is that like, he doesn't really need a training camp or anything like that to play at a high level. And especially later on in your age, like sometimes you just don't really want to do it as bad as that sounds. So I think maybe later on, let's say we have an injury. I think he's going to be the first guy that we call and bring him aboard again. All right, I like that. I and there was a lot of people calling for him to stick around um, after the season. Um, I'll, I'll go with the obvious one. This was I'll be I'll be honest. I kind of mailed this one in, but it's, I mean, it's the most obvious one is Mike Daniels, right? Yeah. Like, how, like who doesn't want to see Mike Daniels back on that defensive line? I already talked about the, the depth issue on it. Could definitely see. For the right price, the right situation that Mike Daniels makes his return back to back to Lambeau. And if it takes a pandemic for that, then I don't know. It yeah. feels like everything's kind of a wash then. 
Who do you want, Mike Daniels or Jimmy? Oh, oh. Uh, well, I haven't seen Mike Daniels practice with a guy with knives, so Jimmy. So I'm saying <laughs> right, there it is. But and and Mike, obviously it's me, regardless. But Mike Daniels is in um, the Appleton area still right now. He's training at uh, MMA and, and MMA gym up there that's affiliated with Duke Rufus. He's always tr- putting that stuff up there, so he's in the area. You sign him, he'll be there the in two or like twenty minutes. He wants to be back. Sign the man. Let's yeah. do it. Yeah. All right. We're in the last. We're in the last uh, home stretch here, boys. This is the one I think is going to be the most fun of it, out of all of our shows as we keep moving forward. It's our drunk talk segment. We're 50 minutes into this. Unfortunately, I'm still on my fir- my only beer. I'm on like <laughs> four. I feel show. so bad. I'm on. I, <laughs> I get when I nervous. Heat, I drink. So first the show. Air, then, uh, you can probably see me dying. The air conditioning is out. So I'm wearing this button up shirt and a hat for you guys. And I, I need about three more beers in me. Um, but it's time for some drunk talk. Let's let's uh, let's talk about it. We've got some some over under some yes or no's. You tell me what you think and how many beers you're willing to wager on your answer. So the first one here has to do with that wide receiver group that we've kind of touched on before. How many guys are going to be kept on this team uh, in the wide receiver group? Uh, we'll give the over-under on six and a half wide receivers, just in case one of those half wide receivers, uh, six round or not. Six five and a half. Beers under. Todd's going five beers. Got to Yeah, throw the graphic up, Todd. Five yep. beers under. So six or less wide receivers, Todd. Six. It'll be six. Okay. All right. Jimmy, I mean, it makes sense to be six, but I just feel we have so many, so much talent at the wide There's receiver so position. There's, There's so, so many of them, and so like Adams, MVS, St. Brown, Funches, we just signed Lazard, obviously, CFL guy. That's your name now. I'm really sorry. Um, <laughs> and I just and Kumaro. It's going to be between those two. If you don't want to cut one, yeah. like then we have seven. And Kumro is such a fan favorite coming from Whitewater. He has luscious hair like Fabio and Clay Matthews. Uh, uh, I'm sure what do. He well, he's rated, he's rated as one of PFF's highest, or it was like a top five blocking wide receiver. If you want to be a run team, like, funny, yeah, like knock some motherfuckers out. <laughs> um, I'm going to go, I'm going to go with over. I'm not confident like Todd. Uh, I'm going to go with two beers. Two beers. Todd's or Jimmy's putting two beers on over. Um, I mean, I was kind of talking about it before with I think that they're moving away from from uh, the wide receiver position, at least like kind of prioritizing it. I think that was pretty obvious with the draft. Um, so I think that it's probably under six. But like Jimmy just said, like once you kind of like start counting them out and see where everybody falls – you get kind of to that end and you just think that maybe there's a chance that like a Kumaro squeezes himself onto the, onto the, onto the team as like a special teams guy or a once in a while guy. So, so I'll go, I'll still go under, um, and I'll go three beers on this one. Uh, so did we all go under or did Jimmy, you went over, right? I went over. Yeah. You went over. So Todd yeah. and I, Todd and I under Jimmy's over. Um, how about uh, this one? Do we add a former Packer at some point during training camp? Yes or no? Just a straight up yes or no. Five beers. <laughs> yes. Todd <laughs> just falls to the walls at this point. Todd is just all about it. He just wants to I see don't moderate. That's too. that's why I don't drink anymore. I don't moderate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think the personality. Uh, between Tremont and, and Mike Daniels, I think we see one of them come back to town. Uh, I to add to that point, Edwin just in the comments put Clay question mark. Don't validate I'm, him. I'm valid. Edwin validated. I, I the there he goes. <laughs> I'd love to see it, man. I my my first choice. I loved I loved Mike Daniels when he was on the team. He's that attitude that we need on the defensive line, especially just the. Over, not I don't want to say over aggressive, aggressive, but super in your face. He's gonna talk a little shit. He's gonna do what he needs to do. So my first pick's Mike Daniels. I'd love to see Clay back. Tremont. I'm gonna go yes, and uh, I'm gonna go with the number of beers I'm on right now. I'm gonna go four. 
All right, four beers for Jimmy. Yes, we do. And I'll agree. I, I think that that's that, that that's a pretty easy one, I think. Um, there's for me, it's almost a numbers game. Like there's just too many former Packers that are kind of out there in the open that will probably find themselves off of a off of a roster at some point that I just feel like there's no chance that it doesn't happen at least once. So uh, I'll join I'll join Todd in AA and uh, I'll go five beers. I'll get you a chip. Well. Let me know yeah. if you need a sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> um, last one out of Drunk Talk, guys. This is a pretty straightforward one and kind of a little bit of a breakdown. Do we have a stoppage of, of games at any point this year? If they start, no. Oh, really? Uh, I, I think if they if they're able to start, uh, they'll be all right. Because what that tells us is so we've got what a month and a couple of weeks, month and a half ish mm-hmm. um, until the regular season. So that means that things with the NBA and MLB are going smoothly. Um, they're still playing games. I think if they can make it a month and a half uh, of those two leagues going, then the NFL will start up. And I think if they start up, I don't think they stop. I think the the five big beers. thing, five beers. There you go. Um, there we go. I think the, the big league we're going to focus on is not so much the NBA because they're in a bubble, but the MLB, they're the ones traveling places. And I know it's not the same amount of players and uh, staff that you're bringing along, but if the MLB can do it, I'm, I'm with Todd. And I think if we start, they're going to finish it. Um, so I'm not confident at all in this. I'm going to go the opposite of Todd and I'm only going to do one beer because COVID's been a real pain in the ass so i really don't i don't know uh i will join todd and go five beers however excited todd yep not so fast my friend there is no way in hell that the nfl would have to screw <laughs> this up at some point it is the nfl it is roger freaking goodell there is no chance that this does not get effed up at some point that is what he does for a living. He makes a multi-million dollar effing up a multi-billion dollar corporation. That's what Roger Goodell has been sent on this earth to do. No <laughs> chance that this doesn't just that this works for 16 weeks. I cannot possibly see it happening. Oh God. There's just no ch- I, I you're not I mean, wrong. Like, I, I, what is Roger Goodell like this? We saw what how he handled the lead up to this. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. Can I, I'm really sorry. Can I add one super fast, one more, one more, uh, drunk talk. How many quarterbacks do we keep? Two or three? Three, two. And I, I think with COVID you've got to keep three. It's see, I go, I go the opposite way. Cause I think with, with COVID there's a pretty good chance that you'll be able to find a guy like, um, oh boy, Andy Herman's not going to like that. I'm forgetting the other, the, the quarterback. Now the white quarterback that we Tim have, Boyle. Tim Boyle, white quarterback, number one. Um, yeah, like there's no way that Tim Boyle is going to just be, there's, I just, I can't imagine that there's not going to be t- a Tim Boyle sitting there somewhere on, on the scrap heap to pick up in the middle of this. Well, what's it going to look like bringing a guy to, I mean, are they going to have to quarantine before they join the team? So in which case, if you've only got two and Rogers gets hurt, you're going to run with one for two weeks until a guy can join the team. Great point by Todd. Those are the Todd, only kind I make. Don't <laughs> quit throwing logic at me like that, Todd. <laughs> yeah. I'm, Five I'm beers. We keep three. I'm going all with right. Todd on this one. And especially like if you want to get rid of all drama possible, we just spent the first round pick on Jordan Love and we're saying we're committed to Rodgers. You have to keep Tim Boyle, keep him at number two, keep Jordan Love at three, even just for a, a look standpoint. If Rodgers gets hurt, then who cares what you said? Just put Jordan Love in. But I, I go with three. All right. All right. Um, all right, this is one that I, I liked. I want to I see how we handle this one. Uh, it's our Jukebox Hero segment uh, as we kind of get near the end of the show. Jukebox Hero, we're, we're throwing some tunes onto the Jukebox at Lombardi's Bar. Um, I'll let you guys, because we've done this a couple times in different ways. Do You want you can pick a song for a player, pick a song for the training camp, however you wanted to play this one. I, I want to see what you guys have. What do you throw in the Jukebox? Todd, lead us off, brother. 
uh, I'm going to go shout out to my high school football coach, Coach Thompson. Uh, we are family, uh, Sister Sledge. Coming into it, I mean, it's it's a weird offseason, obviously. These guys are going to be, you know, kind of quarantined in a bubble with themselves during camp. It's going to have to bring them together. They're going to have to be a family. They're going to have to lean on each other for just some of that emotional support that they would typically go to their family or a roommate, a buddy, whatever. You know, they're going to have to lean on each other for that. And uh, so I think We Are Family would be a, a good one. Is is that song up there with uh, in the pantheon of songs that – you only know the chorus to, but not the, <laughs> not not the actual verses. I think I could probably get through it because, like I said, shout out Coach Thompson. That was our team song one year. I don't think we won more than one game that year, um, <laughs> but but we heard it a lot. So I'm pretty sure it's it's stuck back in there somewhere. All right, kind of kind of like a uh, like a born identity thing, where if we like zap you with with something you're going to like revert back to yeah just like, turn it on I'll, I'll yeah turn it on i'll get it it would it worked exactly the opposite of an intimidation factor like when the visiting team would come in and they walk past our locker room we've got sister sledge jamming they're like all right forget it you know, we got it we're good we, we're fine <laughs> we're fine keep the bus running it'll be quick <laughs> jimmy uh i'm a big rap music person uh, whenever I don't have my daughter in the car, I'm playing uh, Joyner Lucas's new album. So I'm going to have to go with uh, Revenge by Joyner Lucas. Uh, it's you know, Packers right now, one game away from the Super Bowl, and people are shitting on us from choices we made in free agency to the draft. Uh, I got to go with Revenge. We're trying to show people like, hey, we might have lost to the 49ers, but we're about to come back and make it to the Super Bowl. So shout out Joyner Lucas. Yeah. All right. I like that. I like that. I, I like, there's a lot of, there's a lot of love puns coming hey. in and that that's very, very understandable. Yeah. That's, <laughs> um, I went with, I went with two because I gave one to the NFL and that was the morning after by Maureen McGovern, which you may remember from as it's Academy, the Academy award-winning song of, I believe 1973 from the movie Poseidon. And, uh, in that movie, everything was all nice and dandy, and then everything got flipped upside down and turned to shit, and everybody <laughs> died. And that's what's happening right now. And so that's what's happening with the NFL. Everything is upside down, and also it's the perfect song to just put on at the end of the night when you're super drunk because I am a sad drunk. I'm a very melancholy drunk. And uh, and that's just one of those songs that you kind of like put on, and you can kind of lean up against your, your beer bottle and yeah. it's gonna be a morning after. <laughs> and your friend's trying to like pull you out. And you're like, no, I already put I put this on four more times after this. We gotta listen to every single one. Um, but my real one is uh, with you guys for the Packers. It's BTO. You ain't seen nothing yet. I, I think I think that this is if everything can just go normal, or we get at least somewhat close to 100% normalcy. I think that this team is poised to to do something big, and you know, thirteen and three last year. Everyone wants to wants to rag on that as being the most overrated. Well, you know what? You ain't seen nothing yet. That's what I say. Um, <laughs> all right, let's let's wrap this up, guys. We got last call here at Lombardi's Bar. Just uh, one more thing to throw out there for everybody uh, as we get ready to to start the the off season or the preseason here, Jimmy. Uh, the first thing, or like my only thing right now is. Tremont not being on the team, we're going to miss his skill set, obviously. But I think a big part we're going to miss is his leadership in that secondary. We have a really young secondary with Amos. Uh, he's the oldest guy. Savage was a rookie last year. Alexander going in his third year. King, fourth year. And then we have a lot of undrafted with Sullivan and Green, um, Redmond, and Douche Moment, talking with a few of those guys. Like All they've mentioned was – and even Kingsley Kiki mentioned – like how much of a role model Tremont Williams was. And so looking into the defense, like obviously we have Z there, Preston, huge role models and leaders there, but Tremont, someone's going to have to fill in Tremont's spot. And uh, I'm excited. I'm excited to see who it is, but also nervous because a glue guy like that's also very important to the team. Todd. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I look to Mike Petton this year. He's, he's had a couple of years now with the defense we've spent a lot of resources there. 
a lot of high draft picks, a lot of free agents, um, you know, big name free agents, not just the the run of the mill guys we're used to. And they, they've put all the pieces for him uh, and his scheme. And this is the year that he's really going to have to put it together uh, to, to show that this is a top 10 defense and what they can do. Yeah. And you know, I'll follow up uh, sort of like what Todd was saying, but on the other side with, uh, with Matt LaFleur, you've now just been given the keys fully like this, this organization is committed to you and to build this team in your image. They're drafting guys specifically to fit your scheme. You've got to be able to find a way to, to make it work. I, I don't think you get the, the five, six game buffer uh, anymore to that. You're working out the kinks maybe this year with just the way things are working, but uh, you, you've, you've got to be able to figure it out now at this point, it's, it's, it's high time for that now. Um, guys, that that's our first episode of, of Lombardi's bar wrapped up congratulations give yourselves a round of applause that was that was a lot of fun um we're gonna be here uh, every wednesday during uh during the regular season uh before in each before each game after each game talking it breaking it down uh it's gonna be a lot of fun All, all three of us are on twitter and social media so make sure that you follow us um i'm on there at dk all the way uh jimmy what about you where can people find you uh, find me at Jimmy underscore C zero eight shout out J.R. Smith when he was on the Knicks. Um, follow me that I'll post everything I do with my stories from Packer report to my, or my articles with Packer report and my articles with game on. So follow me there and you'll get all the, the details. All right. And Todd, what about yourself? At the Todd V, uh, follow me. I will have uh, articles coming out weekly for uh, game on Wisconsin. Nice, nice. And, and be uh, sure to follow at Game On WI by Friday so that Jimmy and Jacob yeah. have to get the logo tattooed on them. We need a thousand. Let's go. <laughs> That's exactly right. I mean, follow us everywhere. Create burner accounts and follow. We're, we're on Facebook, follow us on YouTube. But the big one is Twitter. Make sure you follow us on Twitter so that Jimmy and Jacob have to get some yeah. uh, have to get some ink. But my wife uh, divorces me for uh, breaking our deal. I won't get another tattoo for a year. So when I get one next week, it'll be great. It's for a good cause. You, you heard yeah, that, ladies. Exactly. Jimmy is on the market Friday. <laughs> <at 5 o'clock>. <laughs> <laughs> well, boys, until next time here at Lombardi's Bar and everyone else, thanks for joining us here. Uh, but until then, cheers and cheers. Go Pack Go. Go Pack Go. Pack. go.